This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Welcome to Through the Ringer. I'm your host, Tate Frazier, and it is Tuesday morning, so you know what that means. Cousin Sal's in the building. Sal, we got actually good football in primetime this week. Can you believe it? We did. Thursday, my Cowboys took care of business. Tough one. Sunday Mm. night, Chiefs went down to Green Bay, and then uh, I know I'm just recapping for you. No, but it was good, though. Jags-Bengals was terrific. Well, before we get to that, let's talk about the in-season tournament, because that is the main thing that we need to talk about. I'm just kidding. We're going to have Tyler Parker come on the show a little bit later. I like that guy. I usually don't approve of your friends. Yeah, he he was great. He was watching the Pacers game on his laptop while yeah. we watched uh, Jake Browning versus C.J. Beathard. Who would have thought we get an overtime game on Monday night? Let's start right. there. Cincinnati, did they have a franchise backup quarterback <laughs> with Jake Browning? I mean, how incredible was he? Unbelievable. What was he? 32. Look at his numbers now. 32 for 37, 354. I think he was like 14 for his first 15. Just a terrific job. Had Joe Burrow's mannerisms, right? If yeah. I wasn't familiar with Joe Burrow's number and his injury, I would have thought, why not? He's doing it out there and the receivers helped. Just a great job. But the game was back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a baller. And it felt like the Cincinnati staff decided that he was going to be, you know, their guy later in the game. But earlier in the game, we had two very strange plays that happened. I wanted to talk about that because we had two situations where one, Jamar Chase throws a pass, and another one, it was Tyler Boyd, right, that threw a pass directly to the defense, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So for as great of a game that Browning had, we also had two trick plays that backfired to the ultimate nth degree. Yeah. It's hard enough for these backups to come in and thrive. And then you have the receivers throwing interceptions. Yeah. Like it just gets in your way. And I thought that was it. I'm like, wow, this is a valiant effort by the Bengals. Now they turn it over at their own like 15-yard line. Jags go in and take the lead. But Browning kept pumping and pumping away. He was really good. Yeah, Jamar Chase was also great in this game. 11 catches, 149 yards, and a touchdown. Joe Mixon with two touchdowns as well. So it was all good news for Cincinnati. On the flip side, the Jaguars had a chance to be the number one seed in the AFC if they were able to get a win in this game. Yeah. Second time they've had Monday night football down there in Jacksonville. They were very fired up for it. And unfortunately, it ends in a Trevor Lawrence injury where we get tunnel shots. And now we're waiting for all the details. Um, C.J. Bether did look good. Um, he had some moments. But what is our concern level for this Jags team with without Trevor Lawrence. Well, our concern is they should never have Monday Night Football in Jacksonville again. They waited, what, 13 years? I think right. they said Trevor Lawrence was like 12 years old last Yes, 2011 time. was the last is time it happened against the Chargers. Yeah, right. insane. So that sucks for their fans. Finally an exciting primetime game on Monday night. But and, and I'm hoping it's not bad. I mean, we saw like Hendrick, like a 300-pound man falls, even if it's on your ankle. That happened to me, by the way, at the beach <laughs> in Manhattan Beach. Harry, our friend Harry, yeah. who's you know, north of 320. Yeah, right, uh, about the same size exactly. as Trey Hendrick. Yeah, he got yeah. up. He lost his balance. He <laughs> fell on me. I was sunbathing. But luckily, I'm here to uh, 
talk about it. But mm. Bethard came in. Hopefully Lawrence comes back. Uh, Bethard came in and did a nice job and kind of got rooked a little on a, a P.I. call or uh, actually really caught it by the goal line, but they called holding on the offense. A little bit of a flop there. So. And shout-out to all the Jacksonville fans. They were very upset about this hold call, yeah. and, and it was very right to be. I, I talked about the officials with you off-air before, yeah. so uh, the officials have been a topic of conversation when it comes to this team. But you mentioned it. Beathard was 8 of 9, 61 yards, trying to have his first comeback win of his career in his 30 games that he has played in. Did not happen. Um, but Trevor Lawrence, that injury, when he went down, it was awkward is probably the best word. And in the moment, I mean, he slams the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he walks off the field. But we also see him walking in, you know, in the tunnel. So there was some optimism there. But I think Trey Henderson's reaction to go immediate into prayer. I don't know if I've seen that at all. So, I mean, that, yeah. that made it seem worse in the moment than maybe it, it is in the end. So right. that's, that's something to keep uh, keep an eye on, to say the least. Absolutely. And you look at this team, you know, this I, I looked at I don't know if a team's ever had a better buy than the Baltimore mm-hmm. Ravens. Right. Had, you know, so first of all, the Browns <laughs> see, all your lose. enemies fail. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Browns <laughs> lose. The Steelers lose. OK, there you go in the division. The Chiefs lose, you separate yourself from them a game, and then the Jacksonville Jaguars lose, so now they're a full game up, as you mentioned, for that number one seed. Coveted number one seed is only one buy in the AFC. Are we buying the idea that Cincinnati can kind of backdoor their way into the playoffs and Jake Browning can be the answer? Because Jake Browning, I mean, he was a star high school player in California, goes yeah. to Washington, the winningest quarterback in Washington football history. 43 touchdowns one year for Right. He, yep. He's got the stats to back it up, and he also has the trust of his coaching staff. They call mm-hmm. timeout late to let him try to go down and get a field goal late. Yeah. That says something when you do that for your backup quarterback. So is right. there some sort of belief that Cincinnati can make a run with this guy? I think so. It's tough. They have, you know, they play. I looked at their schedule. They play the Browns on the last game of the year, and that's mm. going to be two backup quarterbacks in there. Who would have thought that game could mean something to both teams? It's really crazy. Who could have thought that we'd have this many backup quarterbacks playing yeah. in the NFL right now? I know Bill Simmons was talking about this, uh, you know, on Guess the Lines about, you know, there's a generational backup quarterback mm. every single year. I feel like we're getting more generational backup quarterbacks just by yeah. the need at this point. I wasn't listening. I'll take your word for it. But yeah, no, <laughs> no I think he was if, watching the Pacers, I think, in the playing <laughs> game. Yeah. If Lawrence doesn't play, <laughs> this week uh good chance he won't um four of the current seven afc playoff teams will be starting backups this week well that sounds good Crazy. for the league yeah, yeah that's, that's terrific what times. a world we live in shout out to the cfl they have a lot of quarterback talent so <laughs> but maybe, browning's good and it's like yeah. all right some of these guys are emerging Bethan from the depths good. and then yeah, like, ben, like right. but then lawrence gets hurt like we can't can't have nice things. Yeah, we can't have nice things. Uh, speaking of nice things, let's play one of my favorite games. Oh! Yeah, you like that. Right. Overreaction, underreactions. I give you a statement. You tell me if it's an okay. overreaction or underreaction. Fair. You know how the game goes. Mm-hmm. Let's start here. The San Francisco 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl, Sal. They are at plus 350 odds right now. Overreaction or Ooh. underreaction? Uh, well, they're going to have to get through Jake Browning. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, this is the first time they're favored, I believe, at plus 350. It's right. Chiefs all along. Or the Eagles have gotten that spot. But after their beatdown, of the Eagles. Boy, they just look so much more physical than everybody else, winning both lines of scrimmage. And Debo Samuel is ridiculous when healthy. Ridiculous. Make the t-shirts already. Ridiculous when healthy. Mm-hmm. That's what he should wear. I would wear it all the time. And they have the unfair advantage of McCaffrey scoring a touchdown. Like spotting, uh, every team spotting them seven points with McCaffrey in that lineup. It's going to be tough. They're favored for a reason. Uh, I think they'd be like a three or point, three 
point favorite or more against most AFC teams. Yeah, football. there's some uh, sports books out there that have Brock Purdy right now as the favorite to win MVP. Are we buying yeah. that at all? I mean, it seems to me like he's got some great guys to throw to or hand the ball off to when you talk about Debo and McCaffrey, but it seems like yeah. he's getting all the flowers and accolades. Yeah, I don't want to say they'd split votes. He'd split votes with McCaffrey because they're on the same team because the running backs never get any votes. But <laughs> I think the sentiment is there that, okay, you're doing this, but you got a great defense, and like you said, McCaffrey. If, it feels like everyone's buying in on the 49ers again. You know what I mean? They went yeah. away for a little bit, and now they make some trades um, trades before the deadline, and all of a sudden the San Francisco 49ers are at the forefront of our minds. Next one, Sal. Jordan Love will be a better NFL quarterback than Aaron Rodgers mm. in 2024. That's a nice little caveat. Interesting. There. He might have been better in 2023. Is that <laughs> blasphemous to say? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, he looks good. <laughs> this is in 2022 also. Oh, uh, Aaron, wow. Aaron Rodgers, this has to be killing him. This has to be killing <laughs> yes. him. What a practical joke. This is this his is nightmare. Yeah, yeah, I think he was having fun about three weeks ago, but as things have started to turn for you know the Green Bay Packers, uh, he's not happy. And the Packers are looking at a playoff spot now, and mm. Rodgers goes out on the fourth play. And it's like, hey, guys, I can come back. And everyone's like, ah, you're full of it. You're not coming back. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jordan Love, what do you have, 70% right. on Sunday night? And uh, eight touchdowns, no interceptions in his last three games. He has Dobbs, Watson, uh, guys like Dontavian Wicks. Mm-hmm. They're getting open. It's such a different Packers team. Yeah, the good news for Aaron Rodgers is Travis Kelsey did lose in that game, so at least he got one win there. That's there's, true. A, there's a little bit of a moral victory. That's true. Um, next one, Sal. Speaking of the Jets, Zach Wilson choosing not to play would be the low point of the Jets season. Overreaction or underreaction? Oh, I'm going to say underreaction, although there was a play in the beginning of the year <laughs> where some guy twisted his ankle. Yeah. Right? Got, no, no, yeah, no, of course, Rodgers. Low point. So many low points. Losing mm-hmm. that game to the Giants was a low point. Uh, you know, when no one on Hard Knocks knew who Liv Schreiber was, that I felt that was, was like a, a low major, point. Yeah. That and all bad. Rogers could say, he didn't even know his name. He's just yeah. like, that's the voice of God. And they're right. like, that's not Morgan it's Freeman. God. They could yeah. use the voice of God right now. But to, to be asked to play, to ask Zach Wilson, to, mm. all right, come back. We're ready for you. And he's like, yeah, I'm good. I don't think it gets much lower than that. That is next level. That is next level, and it's a guy who brought in some of this pain. You know what I mean? He's the yeah. one responsible for a lot of the Jets fandom's pain, uh-huh. and now he says, I don't even want to be a part of this. I'm charting my new path. Unfortunately for Zach Wilson, though, Jake Browning and C.J. Beathard might be taking his starting jobs yeah. uh, across the league, so he might need to play some football. Um, next one, Sal. The best QB on the Browns roster this season is Joe Flacco. That's right, Ooh. 2013 Super Bowl champ. Uh, you know, I, I think it's an underreaction. Yeah, he started out on <laughs> fire right against the Rams and then you know when they say well they they saw tape on a quarterback they have enough tape on Mm -hmm. him I think they watched tape on him during the commercial after his first touchdown because he kind of settled down a little but I like what he brings none of this check down garbage he throws the ball with authority right uh you know and the other guys and when he's in the pocket and and there's pressure it's going to be trouble but PJ Walker wasn't the scrambler we thought he'd be Mm -hmm. you know same thing with DTR uh, I kind of like what he brings. I know he's back with the practice squad early this week, but Elijah Moore, four for 83 yards, 12 targets. I think that the fact that he has a hookup, a built-in hookup in there, that's what you want. He's a professional quarterback uh, right. at some level. And also, I love the Ravens fans that are upset at Joe Flacco for playing quarterback for the Browns. Right. They're calling him a traitor. Um, so Joe <laughs> Flacco. on 14 teams. <laughs> yeah, the diehard Joe Flacco <laughs> fans are upset. Shout yeah. out to the Ravens. Uh, next, Sal, the, Ra- sorry, the Patriots won't be fixed until Bill Belichick is gone. The Patriots won't be fixed until Bill Belichick is gone. Mm. Now I got it out. Gone like dead? Yeah, I, I, oh. whatever. Oh. I mean, whatever it takes. I, I think it's an underreaction. I think, <laughs> I don't think, because I think he's not going to stick around. He's going to mm-hmm. take off. But uh, who cares? Listen, the Patriots and their fans had a remarkable 20 year run that will never be topped. 
let them have some belly aches in here, you know, for next decade. Mm-hmm. See what I did with the belly yeah. aches? Yeah. I mean, yeah. can't enough. spell belly aches without Belichick. That's right. Oh, yeah. that's another one. Belichick. Right. Okay. All right. Maybe that was better. <laughs> yeah. Underreaction. Yeah. Underreaction there. Or do we think that Bill Belichick is somehow hurting his legacy by staying around in New England? Would it be better for everybody if he just gets out of town? Would everyone be happy at that point? Then they can say, remember when Bill Belichick was so great here? Yeah. Well, the legacy is to break the record, right? He wants mm-hmm. to break Shula's record. And yeah. that's going to take another, I know he needs like four. 14 wins. That's going to take about 33 <laughs> years by the time I, I looked at it. Especially be, if he goes to the Chargers. Yeah, he'll be 104 years old. It's if he gonna stays with the Patriots. Be quite a run. goes with the Chargers. So, yeah, it's kind of ugly what's been going on. Yeah, shout out to uh, Bailey Zappi. He did his best. He threw a couple good passes out there. Guys can't catch the football. I mean, they scored. They, I mean, that's insane. Think about to lose three games in a row when your defense doesn't allow more than 10 points. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen. And with guys that are stars on your defense not even playing, right? right. A guy like Jude Don's not even playing. Yeah. So um, Bill Belichick, figure it out. Uh, Chiefs, the, the <laughs> no-call pass interference is a bigger injustice than FSU being out of the college football playoff. Ooh. Overreaction or underreaction? I'm going to say underreaction. Oh, wow. I am uh, in the minority here. At least it could be. Like that non-pass interference, and believe me, Mahomes gets calls too. He was hit mm-hmm. out of bounds, but he wasn't out of bounds. So it goes back and forth. But that – that pass interference that wasn't called, if that costs them a buy, that will have a bigger impact than FSU not making the playoff in a playoff that they weren't going to win. Like, even if they had the four seed, they would have been 40 to one odds to make it. So, think what you want about FSU getting snubbed. It sucks and everything else. But as far as an impact, that call could be more impactful. You know who was the most upset about FSU not making the playoff? Michigan. Um, As soon as they saw Alabama there at number four, uh, they were not celebrating being the number one seed. They They, they felt like they got jobbed. It's a great clip. They had that polite clap. (laughs) Like, oh, all right, okay, we we can do this. Some of the younger kids in the room, they could pick up on the fact that uh, they did not want to play Alabama. So I think that says enough right there. Younger kids are honest. That's one thing about kids. They're honest. Yeah, the spread went from 13 and a half to like one and a half. Yeah, kids say the darndest things, and uh, they say Alabama is a bad matchup. Right. Uh, that is the best thing that you can say. Good for the viewers. Though. Yeah, good for everybody out there other than the ACC fans. Uh, mm-hmm. Pour one out for the ACC. Last one, Sal. Big Dom has replaced oh. Taylor Swift as the NFL's biggest celebrity overreaction or underreaction. This is the guy, the head of security <laughs> yes. for Philadelphia. A lot of titles that he has. Well, yes, he has yes. a ton. Yeah, uh, <laughs> No but, last name, but lots of titles. No, no, Big Dom doesn't have a last name. He and Dre Greenlaw went at it for the 49ers, and they both got kicked out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. unceremoniously. I am going to say he's quite a bit bigger uh, celebrity. He's, well, he's bigger than Taylor Swift anyway. I haven't gotten the body mass. Quite, index, quite literally bigger. He's bigger. Yes. Um, I, I, you have three MVP contenders, as you mm-hmm. mentioned, between the McCaffrey and Purdy and Jalen Hurts. And the big story is Big Dom, this this jabroni yeah. who got in it with uh, Dre Greenlaw. It's crazy. If he dates Travis Kelsey's mother, then we know he's for real. Yeah, when he's been uh, with the Eagles since 1999, so literally yeah. two centuries they've had Big Dom around. So <laughs> Two centuries, he, he, wow. Yeah, yeah, it sounds good it's when you say it like math. that. Yeah. yeah, he's been around for quite some time. <laughs> um, and also we had Kyle Shanahan after the game. I mean, he called out Big Dom and said, guys that aren't playing in the game shouldn't be talking to players on the field. How do we stand about that? Like, should guys on the sidelines should they be able to kind of bark at some of the, the players on the field or should they kind yes, of Yes, I think separate? you should be able to bring everyone, your social media right. director, um, you know, the, <laughs> the guy who sells the foam hands yeah. in the stand. Everybody should be able to hang out on that little white uh, out-of-bounds area. Yeah. No, the head of security should have his back to the game, <laughs> never seeing a play. Well, not jarring with 
players. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. But let's do some prop culture, which is also crazy. We're oh. going to go to the Riverboat captain right now who's got a question for you, Sal. Mm. Who would you hire as your NFL sideline security in the spirit of Big Dom? We got the odds here. We got The Rock at 3-1. to one. We got Francis Ngannou at 6-1. to one. We got Amanda, Amanda Nunez at 15-1. to one. Mm. Will Smith. Quite the slapper. Not the clapper, but he's the slapper like at 25 to 1. And we got the field at even odds. Who are you hiring, Cousin Sal? Wow, those are good. I'm going to go field. What do mm. I get? Even odds, you say? Even odds. You Have you watched Fargo at all? Yeah. I mean, you oh. you were just getting me the skinny on Fargo here. Yeah. I need to get locked in on the new season. Watch the new season. Mm-hmm. Season 5, John Ham's in there. But he's not who I would hire. Juno <laughs> Temple. She's oh. probably about 105 pounds. Right. But she does. She uses flamethrowers, all sorts of crap. Crazy <laughs> stuff in this. That's who I want on the sideline. She would take the... Big Dom down like that in a second. Yeah, yeah, I like that pick. Uh, I think good. I'm going to go with Will Smith. I, I mm. you know, I just think at the end of the day, a guy's got good form. He's already shown that yeah. he's willing to go, you know, and fight for people that he loves. He's going to love his teammates, yeah. so he'll step out there. And I feel like a slap you can get over. You can get back on. So I'll take yeah, Will Smith. Twenty five to one. Helmet, good odds. Though. You slap a helmet hard, you're probably going to break a knuckle. So right. I don't know. Well, that's his problem. I we see. just hired him as security. He's probably got a good insurance yeah. policy. We'll figure it out. So there you go. We're going to take a quick break, <laughs> and when we come back, Sal, we're going to do some. Look ahead. Are you good about that? You happy about that? I'm looking ahead and forward to it. Yeah, I I can't wait. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Through the Ringer. I'm still here with Cousin Sal, and this is not my favorite game, but it is one of uh, my favorite things to do with you, Sal. We look ahead at the lines and we say, what is going to happen this week? And we try to prognosticate the future yeah. as best we can. Will we have a lot of fun favor? with this. Will you list on X or Twitter or something your <laughs> yes. favorite games? Because people hit me up all the time. Like, they what is know. Tate's favorite game? Right. I'm like, I don't know. I'll he do my top my week. top eleven for Bill Just Simmons. Do your I'll top do my, 11 my top eleven favorite yeah. games. We'll get that going. Well, I got a fun one here. We got the New England Patriots taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers <laughs> minus six in this game. That's a fun one. It, yeah, it is because my guy Mitchell Trubisky is <laughs> oh, back under yeah. center. I'm fired up about this. Right. What do you think about this line minus six for the Steelers? I thought it was a little high, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, why would why should it be anything less than six? The Patriots mm. don't score. They scored zero against the Chargers. Chargers covered the five and a half kicking two field goals. It was insane. They've now gone three games where they've allowed 10 points or fewer and lost all three games. So six, I think, is fair. We just have to get through this game. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's very hard to watch. And gotcha. uh, here's a stat for you. Patriots have same number of games scoring seven or fewer points this season as Tom Brady had in his 283 starts wow. as a football player. So he, there was you go. That, he was good. That pretty, confirms <laughs> that he was pretty good. He was a pretty yeah. good player. Uh, and Bill Belichick said that he's only worried about field position. So uh, yeah. that's another thing to highlight. Also on the Pittsburgh <laughs> side, uh, Fryer Muth, the tight end, said that it is full steam ahead. Trubisky knows the game plan. So uh, the Steelers may look better with Mitch Trubisky than they did with Kenny Pickett. Is that <laughs> well, something I'm excited about? You know, I, I, it looks like it. You're looking, your eyes are very wide. It looks like you're excited about it. I'm very excited. It. You know, when they had the graphic for this game, they couldn't find a player for the Patriots. <laughs> it was Belichick versus TJ Watt. Mm, it's going to be a good game. Uh, yeah, that's, Hopefully he doesn't get sacked too know, much. Yeah, that'll yeah. be fun. Let's track to the future as we like to do here. And We're looking at the number one pick. Right now, the Carolina Panthers, who uh, have given their pick, obviously, the Chicago Bears, it's they're wrong. minus 200, and then you got the New England Patriots at plus 200. Um, is there value taking the Patriots as we 
we kind of look ahead at the schedule? Mm, this is tough. Um, I, I wish there was a tie options for both of them <laughs> to have two or three wins, basically, because your Panthers have one. The Patriots, Simmons Patriots, have two. I think they can scratch out another one against the Jets. They'll be an underdog against everybody else. But Week 18, they play the Jets, which means they'll have three wins. I don't see the Panthers winning more than one more game. I'm sorry, Tate. This is disgraceful. And they're going to take your quarterback, your North Carolina quarterback, yeah. and Drake May. Yeah, that's going to really hurt my feelings. Yeah. Um, I do think it is kind of a foregone conclusion. I wish that, uh, you know, to put this out there to all the Panthers fans, I've had a lot of people hitting me up. At least we got the number one pick. Oh, we can no. get us a quarterback to make it right. Uh, that is not the case. No. The Chicago Bears will make the pick. And it would be my luck for Chicago to ruin Trubisky and then get Drake May to ruin him. So right. that would be. Uh, oh, it's all working yeah, out. It's, yeah, it's, oh, it's going to wow. be great. Uh, let's keep it rolling here. we got the Buffalo Bills taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs minus two and a half in this game. Have Josh Allen coming to town. How do we feel about this one? Seth? Yeah, Sunday night I thought this would be three, and it was three, and it's moved down to two and a half. Mm. They're just screwing with you here, right? They really are. Like this is, you know, the, it's going to all be about the revenge factor with these two teams and everything else. And a lot of history here. Buffalo needs every game. They have to win every single game, whereas the Chiefs have clinched their division. I think they're like minus 3,000 to win the AFC West, which is ridiculous because they mm-hmm. only have eight wins at this point. But uh, I'm going to lean Buffalo. We're talking Tuesday morning. I'll say Buffalo for now. No one to hold me to it. Well, if it does happen that Buffalo does go into Kansas City and they do win this game, when do we start kind of greasing the wheels on the panic button there in Kansas City? Because this is a team that we expect to go back to the Super Bowl. Most people suspect that they can win back-to-back Super Bowls. Like, are we are we starting to get concerned at this point? I think maybe, except that if they're a four seed, it's different than in the NFC four mm-hmm. seed. Like, the four seed, you're just waiting for the Cowboys boys to go to Atlanta or whatever to win that game. If the Chiefs are a four seed, whatever. We've seen them win on the road. We've seen them do things. We've seen the refs rule in their favor a lot of times, not necessarily Sunday night. But uh, I think they'll be okay. Can we talk about the officials quickly as we talk about this team? Uh, As I was heading to the studio driving downtown here Mm -hmm. in Los Angeles, my neighbor walks outside, doesn't talk to me, you know, but every so often, and he just said, hey, what's going on with the officials in the NFL? Mm. And uh, and he asked me to ask you. So, John, this is for you. What's his name, John? John, what's going on? He's probably watching right there. John. Uh, okay, yeah. Mind your business. This guy's got to get to work. You're asking about where you think we know about the referees? Come on. We, it's a, you know, it's a practical joke against mm. you, John. They're yeah. screwing up on purpose. I, I don't know what to do. I've I never really seen him so confused and, and, and so worried, yeah, yeah. about something. And He's uh, probably confused about your jacket. Oh, yeah, like, you are you going to wear that about... on TV? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that might be it. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Let's track to the future because we got to talk about the Buffalo Bills. Like you said, they can't waste any games. Yeah. Better bet to make the playoffs right now. we got Buffalo at plus 360, and we got the Denver Broncos, who finally Finally lose a game at plus 350. What's the better mm. bet there, sir? I hate just reading schedules to everybody, <laughs> but I think, first of all, I don't like either because I think there's going to be two AFC North playoff uh, wildcard teams or two AFC South, God forbid, wildcard teams. We'll talk about that later. But Bills with six wins, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, Pats, and Dolphins, if it matters. Uh, Denver Chargers twice at Lions, Patriots, Raiders, last game of the year. Out of the two, Denver with this slightly easier schedule, but they'll also have to win four out of five. I don't think either team makes it, but Patri- uh, Broncos is a better number. I'll be at the Broncos-Chargers game oh, on Sunday, so nice. I'll see it in person. Couldn't and, sell uh, those tickets? <laughs> I could not sell. <laughs> and uh, every single time I have seen Russell Wilson play in real life, mm-hmm. he has won the game. So right. uh, for anybody gambling out there, I will be at that game. Are you so, going with John? No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to take my lovely girlfriend who Poor lives next John. to John. You okay. know what I mean? So we're right, right there. Uh, let's keep it rolling. 
We got uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Falcons minus two and a half in this game. The Falcons versus the Jets was a dreadful game uh, to watch this weekend. But again, the Falcons are favored at home. What do we like in this one? I so? don't like anything. I wish we could move on. <laughs> Me honestly. too. Let's talk more about John. No, I have the Saints uh, to win the division. I don't know why I did this with Simmons and Joe mm-hmm. House. We looked at the schedule. We saw the quarterbacks they're about to face. And now the Saints can't win a game. Like Derek Carr shouldn't even be taking a snap for that team anymore. Atlanta minus 190 makes sense because they still have the Panthers and the Bears, so they'll probably win both those games like 12-8 to eight and scratch mm-hmm. out a division title at 8-9 and nine or something. I've been trying to figure out which team, like if you're Kyler Murray or one of the Kirk Cousins, one of these quarterbacks that are trying to figure out where you go to next, like is yeah. Atlanta the most enticing team? Because you can tell like if you just put a real competent quarterback, you can actually easily win this division, yeah. at least from my vantage point. Well, that's point. what gets me mad because they were in line, at least in our minds, to get Lamar Jackson. Like mm-hmm. how exciting would this team be oh with gosh. Lamar Jackson? You right. Know, Kyler Kyle Pitts would have more than zero touchdowns. You would think. Yeah. At least one. Uh, yeah. Let's track to the future. NFC South winner. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if you can call him a winner, but yeah. I guess like they're going to win the division. Uh, Atlanta, like you said, minus 190. Yeah. The Buccaneers at plus 340. Um, is there any hope with uh, you know Baker Mayfield and this Bucks team? I mean, Mike Evans looks great. Ten straight seasons of 1,000 yards as a receiver. Yeah. That's Hall of Fame numbers right there, but do we believe the Bucks can make a run? I think they're the most exciting. They still have your Panthers. It's funny. I judge a team on how many times they still have your Panthers on the schedule. So there is a little hope, but they have to get this game. You're better off probably just betting this game and picking your spots the rest of the season. Yeah, and uh, for anyone out there that's watching the NFC South reli- religiously, uh, we're poor. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's really tough. Don't do it. <laughs> um, next game, Sal, we got the Seattle Seahawks taking on the San Francisco 49ers. This line was at 12.5. Now has moved down to yeah. uh, minus 10.5. So obviously some people believing in the Seahawks. What do you see in this game? Yeah, it was actually 13 and a half when we went over on Sunday night. Look, it's a big number against the team, Seattle, who is the six and seven. Uh, No, what are they? Six and six. I don't know. They have six wins, but six and six. Six and six. So Mm -hmm. they, yeah, right. They have 12. Uh, They need it. It's tough to give this many points, but it's also tough to get out of your memory. They just played Thanksgiving night. And that wasn't even close. They just got bullied. And the 49ers, I feel like I've heard odds makers talk about they're five points better than the next best team on a neutral field. So I think this is a a fun number. I would either stay away or stick with the Niners here. And let's track to the future here because what's the better Seahawks bet? We got make Mm. the playoffs at plus 194 or over eight and a half wins at plus 134. We think they can get nine wins. I think they can get nine and not make the playoffs. So even though it's slightly less money, the plus 134 is probably better. They really dug themselves a hole by losing to the Rams twice. Mm. Yeah, that's tough when you lose those uh, divisional games. Next one, Sal, we got the Philadelphia Eagles taking on your beloved Dallas yeah. Cowboys. Cowboys minus three and a half oh, on this game. we got and the hook the, now. Yeah. We're to three and a half. Yeah, the Eagles are trying to figure it out after that uh, <laughs> devastating loss against Done. the Niners. Done. You won't hear from them again. <laughs> How do you feel about this Big one? signing uh, with the line. Now they got a linebacker. Yeah, I, I feel like they're, they're signing guys all the time. Like, yeah. I don't know, trade deadline. It doesn't matter for them. Now it's just they're picking And there's also guys where you're like, roster. he's not on a roster. Yeah, like, right. when, when did he get with? Yeah, right. so uh, I'm not going to get excited. I don't know if you're trying to get me excited about this, but <laughs> Um, you know, Cowboys, I still see us as a five seed. And even if we win this game, I look at the Eagles, 
the rest of the schedule. And I just uh, for this, it's a it's a revenge game. If Dak could have stayed in bounds, might have been a different story. Mm. So lots of revenge games, Dave. I don't know. How you feel I like that. revenge games, yeah. and uh, I also like the idea that the Dallas Cowboys can hold things down and cover this line. Let's track to the future because mm. this is a showdown for the MVP, right? Uh, based on the odds. So right now, Dak Prescott is officially the favorite at plus three hundred, and we got Jalen Hurts at plus three fifty. So do we think whoever you know ends up winning this game and having a better game, you know, kind of lends itself to them winning the MVP? Yeah, I think so. They'll have the inside track with the quarter of the season ago, or even less. We said this a couple weeks ago when the Chiefs played the Eagles on Monday night. Whichever quarterback prevailed was going to be uh, up there, and it, it was true. Jalen Hurts held that top spot for a minute. Now it's Dak at three to one, but I think if it's close down the stretch, because Hurts has the Giants twice and the Cardinals, and the Cowboys will probably lose another game or two. Uh, I think it's Hurts is out of these two, I would say. Can you imagine or a world where people were talking about you should bench Dak Prescott? That was week four of this season. Yeah, you right. know what I mean? Like that's how far we've come where we went from should Dak actually be on the bench after the 49ers game to now should Dak be the MVP of the league? I mean, just as someone who's watched the Cowboys, right. are you believing in Dak? Like, do you feel good for Dak? Because it does feel like a little bit of a monkey's off his back. Yeah, people are idiots. I try <laughs> to tell you this, Tate. Uh, I know. I appreciate you telling me. I just never yeah. hear it. I never can. Listen, you know, never he said he wasn't going to have 10 interceptions, right? I think. He only has six going into the home stretch here. It's going to be close, but he can't, may have come through on his promise. One last, a great year. Yeah, one last Cowboys thing. Deron mm-hmm. Bland, you and yeah. I, we're big Bland guys here. He was getting picked on a little bit, but he does get a pick himself. Yeah. Are we okay? Are we, were we worried a little bit about Deron Bland having some of these guys trying to pick a on him? A little bit. This is how it was with, with Diggs, right? Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing. They picked on him. It was like feast or famine. But I'll, I'll take the one interception per game if he's going to get beat, you know, semi-long range somewhere in the long run. Yeah, I was believing in the Deron Bland Defensive Player of the Year uh, odds at one point, but it does feel like the narrative has turned against him, but we'll leave that there. Next game, Sal, we got the Tennessee Titans taking on the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins minus 13 and a half in this game. Wow. Who do you like here? Can they cover that big number? Um, it's funny. I like. I think I like Will Levis more than a lot of people. I mean, the main. <laughs> I, I liked when he side. jumped in midair yeah. and just got absolutely rocked, yeah. and then was celebrating the first down. I was like, "This guy's tough." He's a gamer. He's a gamer. <laughs> but I also, on the other hand, made the Commanders my best bet of the week um, on Sunday, and mm. I looked foolish. Uh, I, really, Tyree Kill is just playing a different game. Thank you, and I'm sorry to everyone who. I let us I'm sorry to all our Sam Howell fans out there. Yeah, I know that right. was tough. Yeah. I still like Sam Howell, too, but too. he is under siege for about <laughs> three and a half hours every week. Um, so I, I'm going to say 13 and a half is high, though. I don't think the Dolphins need to win this much. I'll, I'll, I'll lose again with this, I'm sure. There's another track to the future. This is a bet that you had at the start of the season in August, Sal. Oh, yeah. Uh, you had Florida State total wins versus Dolphins total wins. Obviously, FSU goes 12-0. and um, They are not going to be in the playoff in case you missed it. Right now, Miami what? is sitting at— yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's real. Oh, that happened. God. They were undefeated by the SEC. Right. I had the reveal show DVR'd, so oh, thanks for screwing sorry. me up there. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, I, I apologize for that. But Miami right now at 9-3, and how do you feel about this? Do you think Florida State's going to be able to do it? It's going to be close. Well, mm-hmm. they're locked in at 12 so they're they're you know ACC championship doesn't count as 13 a bowl game again that that they're probably going to win anyway against Georgia but so they're locked at 12 I need Miami to stay under 12 I think it's going to be a push 12 to 12 I like doing these cross sports FanDuel has these cross sports 
props. Uh, I, uh, it's going to be better than my uh, St. John the Bosco <laughs> to have more wins than the L.A. Chargers. Yeah. That's a local L.A. joke. Sorry. I like but, that uh, one. Yeah, okay. That was nice. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I, I like these bets. Shout out to yeah. FanDuel for having these great props. Uh, I feel good about it. I, I think FSU is going to win this really? one for you. Yeah. Okay. I don't All think right. Miami's going to get there, even though the line's at 12 and a half right now. So yeah. Vegas tends to think You know, maybe it'll there. make the athletic director happy to know that he cashed a bet for me. Right. Yeah. Shout out to everybody out there <laughs> cashing checks. Uh, I got a debate for you. We'll call Ooh. this Tate's Debate. Uh, AFC South playoff teams. We'll do the over-under. We did this last week mm-hmm. uh, talking about the NFC North, but let's talk about the AFC South. Over-under, two and a half teams in the playoffs. How do you feel over-under? For the under? AFC South. Yeah, for the AFC I South. I would have thought you were out of your mind if you asked me this a month ago. <laughs> right. I still think you're out of your mind for I think I'm out of my mind, too. For yeah. different reasons. But it's I, this jacket. I'm so hot. <laughs> I know. It's getting hot flashes. <laughs> I'm going to say under two and a half. The Colts are fun, mm. but I think we only get two from there. We're going to either get two from the AFC North or, you know, there'll, there'll be something weird. Uh, two wild cards, that is. So Colts are fun. Sorry, Bob Ursay, Jim Ursay, whatever you're <laughs> Any Ursay. I'm being biased against white billionaires again. Here I go. But uh, I'm going to go under here. Yeah, I think that's a fair pick. And uh, if the AFC South does get three teams in the playoffs, um, we might have to skip wildcard weekend. Jacks, you know Colts I mean? in the yeah. first game Good on that Lord. Saturday. Yeah. No, I think we can it. all just do something better with our time. Maybe that's we right. go outside and you know have yeah. some fun. Go jacket some shopping, basketball. at least. Yeah, maybe we go jacket yeah. shopping. That'd be nice. He is Cousin Sal. You can see him on Friday. Cousin Sal's winning weekend and on Sundays with Let's the Ringer Wise guys. This is what they put online. Yes. So that, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yes. There you go. Thank you. Perfect. Thanks, Sal. You got it, buddy. Welcome back to Through the Ringer. We're here with the Ringer's very own Tyler Parker. And Tyler Parker, guess what we're talking? In-season tournament. Can you believe it? IST, baby. (laughs) Everybody, Is that really what they're calling it? Can I start there? Not I, but... It does feel like people S and T are though. People have, <laughs> people have, yes. I just like the I like the second and third letters of the. It, I, it's weird how quickly people grabbed on to IST as mm-hmm. an abbreviation because honestly, I only think of in school suspension. Yeah. Even though, even though it the, sounds like I'm in trouble, it does. It mm-hmm. makes me feel like something bad is going to happen. So I have had to kind of correct that um, and be like, no, this is a thing that it's this is. You know, we don't need to pat Adam Silver's back anymore. There's been plenty of pats, but yeah. it, it, this has been this was like a this was a fun night of basketball. It does feel like before I talk about the in season tournament, I do have to say credit to Adam Silver. That seems to be the precursor <laughs> to every conversation. So I'll go ahead and get that out of the way. Credit to Adam Silver for the in season tournament. You have and, to you have to get right. very indignant about like your previous self too. If you if you if you questioned mm. it at all, you have right. to give yeah look and look put it I'll on the admit, table and look I'll admit when I was wrong. I think it's a real you know like it's wow. like all right. You're a good guy. Thank you for admitting that. Man, um, I have so those people have so much integrity. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it. A guy with a lot of integrity <laughs> on the basketball court. He was playing in his second ever national TV game, and he happened to be playing the Boston Celtics. Of course, I'm talking about Tyrese Halliburton. Let's start there. First triple-double of his career against the Boston Celtics. What an incredible game. Just seems totally built for it. I mean, right. like, it. The, his goes, dad seems built for it as well. Um, it, it, the, the, 
fashion-wise, mm-hmm. I don't think that he's got a lot of competitors right now, <laughs> honestly. He's got the shirt on, says Tyrese at the top, Halliburton at the bottom. He was showing it to the crowd. Seemed like a bunch of different slam covers right. on there. Which... I think it was like the logos from 2K to show what his son is good at, you know what I mean? Like, great shooter, great passer. You think he's, if he's got an Etsy shop, I, I'd, 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 I would buy it. You put that price tag, anything right. under like 40, I'm, pl- I'm, pl- I'm hitting buy quick. Of course. Uh, shout out to Halliburton. I got a, an advanced stat for you, by the way, Tyler Please. Parker. Let's start here. Halliburton has created, assisted, or scored 73 points per 40 minutes this season. That is on pace to break the NBA record. That is according to Synergy Basketball, so shout out to them. What are our thoughts when you hear something like that? I mean, that is jaw-dropping. It, the the This Pacers team is total candy to me, mm-hmm. and, and I, I – I can't get enough of watching them play offense. I mean, they run off dead balls. Like they, it's it is it is full go all the t- the Celtics did a good job tonight of keeping the lid on things for the first half, but in the third quarter, Halliburton comes out and just just puts his authorship over things and just sets the tone. And goes bananas. And mm-hmm. from that point on, I mean, without the Celtics don't have Porzingis tonight. In situ Tatum's not Tatum has a good game, but he's not lighting it up. It's not, you know, playoff Tatum going for fifty plus. No, or something Halliburton like that. was the best player on the court. Absolutely. And in some of these situations, whenever Tatum's not on the floor, that Boston offense, the you start to see the gears grinding a little mm-hmm. bit and things getting uglier and uglier and it the Pacers just took a lot of advantage of those misses. Their Boston kept settling for jumpers. The Pacers kept getting rebounds and going. Yeah, and there was a lot of conversations after the game about the ceiling of the Celtics. You know, without Porzingis, can you rely on Porzingis? Who's the problem? Do we blame Jalen Brown? Like everyone's pointing the finger, but I want to point the finger at someone on you know the the Pacers who used to be on the Celtics, Aaron Neesmith. How yes. incredible was he in this game, dude? And you could tell he it was like, personal. You could tell there was a you could you could tell there was a history. Yes. He's very upset about Brad Stevens trading him. Yeah, it felt like and like, and, ne- and Neesmith competes every night. Like he play he plays hard and mm-hmm. he knows where he's supposed to be and the way that he functions on this Pacers team. That that, that bench tonight was fantastic. In that in that third quarter, you've got Halliburton starting things off. When that bench lineup comes in, McConnell's going bananas. He's yeah. everywhere defensively. Great it, celebrator, by the way, TJ McConnell. Unbel- great celebrator on the can, bench. Can get a shade of red that I'm jealous of. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I when I get fired up, I can't get that red. I would yeah. like to. be McConnell able- definitely calls it the IST. He was <laughs> fired up over there. I felt like it meant more to him. Yeah. Yes. I mean, well, you and I were talking. This is this has nothing to do with anything. You and I were talking. <laughs> I would like to see the league and it and uh, uh, it's uh, and Nike, its partner, yeah. do a little better on the uh, on the shirts. Oh yeah, the garb. Yeah, they just say in season tournament. Let's just get like some throwback vintage Pacers gear or Celtics gear. I don't. Let's go nineties. I don't know why you don't go pinstripes if you're the Pacers mm. at a certain point. To see you see Halliburton in like that Jamal Tinsley kind of gray or blue pinstripe. That's just a happy day for me. Yeah, it's good stuff for Halliburton. It's good stuff for the Pacers. And the Pacers, um, you know, a team that is not perennially, you know, competing for championships. They're a playoff team, but they're never, you know, a team that you talk about at the end of the year. So the fact that Halliburton said he's never won anything, he called himself a loser. This is an opportunity to go to the semifinals, go to Las Vegas, and who knows, the Pacers could be winners at the end of the day. What a joy. Who would have thought? The other game tonight in the Western Conference, we had the Pelicans, um, you know, in a game 
game that, you know, they were trying to send a message to the rest of the league as well. And Brandon Ingram was the one that did that. And a big win, 30 points in this game for Brandon Ingram. They're calling him Kingram down there in New Orleans. <laughs> it the, 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 the number of tough shots that this guy made. I mean, Keegan Murray was guarding his ass off and doing everything he could. This and was supposed to be the Kings tournament, right? They were kind of the darlings of the conversation. They were the darlings of last season. We're all talking about De'Aaron Fox, Damanis Sabonis. Um, so based on tonight, Halliburton and the Pacers won the trade. That's what people are saying. <laughs> that's how it go- I think that's the way. That's the way it's supposed to go. I mean, I was. I was. I, part of me when the when the when the bracket got laid out, the thing I wanted to see kind of in the uh, Fox versus Halliburton. A Pacers-Kings yeah. final would have been a lot of fun, and people would have had a lot of a good time with the narratives, I think. Mm-hmm. But the, get the, the to watch the Pelicans tonight, this is the deepest team in the league. It's one of the longest teams in the league. Jordan Hawkins has been playing lights out as a rookie. He's averaging 13 points a game every time I turn on the TV and watch him. It's and they're running does. him around screens like he's Rip Hamilton. I mean, he has a lot of cachet in the offense. And he can't even get on the floor tonight mm-hmm. because McCollum's back and because of the way that Alvarado was playing. Dan- Dyson Daniels has been one of the best young defenders in the Herb league. Herb Jones had a great game. Herb was Herb was hitting their like, – it, it's, it's, it's been it, – it wasn't a Zion game. It wasn't a game where – where he looked like um, the kind of explosive that you would hope he could get back to, but there was some playmaking there, and the, yeah, they just they just rode Ingram. I mean, the number of tough shots he hit, he he hits he goes three for six from three, fifty percent from the floor. I think eight assists, six rebounds, mm-hmm. or flip that. But yeah, it, it um, to see him take over. And Keegan Murray, who has gotten it really built himself into a quality defender and struggled. he was not it he was not a hundred percent tonight. The back was bothering him again, it seemed like. Um he had to go back to the locker room in the second quarter. Still, I think played well, honestly. And with a lot of those shots that Ingram's taken and making, the defense you live with it. It's just Ingram when he gets into that space, like he got into late in the season last year, and he's playmaking like this. I mean, he's just drawing two, and they're playing out of it. Trey Murphy was this was his second game back. He hits three threes. He goes for sixteen. He seems like he's like getting back to his bouncy self. Mm-hmm. They've just got a lot of Duke. McCollum can take and make. they got a lot shot. of depth, and Barkley talked about that. I yeah. mean, he, he gave a lot of credit to Trajan Langdon for putting this roster together, and he said Zion is the wild card. Um, I think if Zion, if you can win games without Zion being Zion, that's even more of a plus for this Pelicans team. Yeah, so I, I think that's it, encouraging, to say the least. I think at last count, Zion's got, you know, 10, 6, and 6 tonight, like on eight shots, right? right. He's not he, – he, they, they were – but they're doing more stuff with him as a lead ball handler. They're putting him in the pick and roll a little bit. They're letting Valanciunas pick do these four or five pick and rolls, and he's looking for guys. Once he gets into the middle of the floor, he's he's a, he's a willing passer, and he does have some some sauce when he gets into there. There are some wraparound passes that he can make. He's hitting guys two and three passes away sometimes. He he, ha, he has the skips in him. It's just a matter of. Can we get him in shape enough to where it can become a consistent thing? But if Ingram's playing like he was tonight, I mean, it, 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 
Ingram ha- was in full control. Yeah. He was playing the symphony. And it was a lot of skipping, Halliburton skipping. We got skip passes from Valanciunas. So it's, it's a good night for basketball, and it's a good night for the skippers. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to preview the other two matchups in the in-season tournament. Welcome back to Through the Ringer. We're here with Tyler Parker, and we're talking IST. If you don't know what that means, we're talking in-season tournament, folks. And uh, we got some big games tonight. We got the Knicks taking on the Bucks. This is the Giannis Antetokounmpo sweepstakes. Yes. A lot of people in New York trying to <laughs> make their right. pitch yes. uh, to get Giannis to go there. We got Jalen Brunson, America's point guard. This is going to be a fun game. Are there any things that you want to highlight in this game? Looking forward to it. I mean, you talk about Brun- – I'm, I'm excited for the Brunson-Dame uh, back and forth. The yes. last – the last time that 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 these two teams played I think Brunson goes for 46 I fell in love I've fallen in love with Brunson completely um tiny lefties that can shoot and have a lot of touch are essentially my weak spot in life I think I you know I'd I would uh lay down in traffic for this man (laughs) at this point the the uh how how soft um the footwork can get whenever he's in the lane. All these, li- all these little like Hakeem stutters and kind of the back and forth and lifting with the head, then lifting with the shoulders and everything else. Like he just keeps people so off, off balance. Ba- yeah, it's right. just so it's 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 so fun to watch somebody like that work. Um, the Bucks have they're trending in the right direction on defense, at least. Griffin listened to his guys and finally got them back. <laughs> that's in a never drop. good when the guys when the guys are telling you how we should be playing well, coverage. Uh, and the, that's never good. The thing that is the thing that's still concerning with them is the coaching. They don't foul down three the other night against mm-hmm. Caruso and the Bulls. And Caruso has that. There's a, a few too many things happen with them sometimes where you're like, "Hey, this should have been covered." You know what I mean? There's that you still see some stuff with them where they don't. Uh, they don't feel uh, fully ready for certain situations, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That being said, the Dame Giannis pick and roll has fully picked up steam and is starting to eat worlds. Yeah, and if- KOC is shaking his fist at the air. He's saying more Dame and Giannis <laughs> pick and roll. I love Portis, I love Giannis, and I love Brooke Lopez. And yes. I think it's hard. you're hard-pressed to find a better front court that can do the things that they can do. I mean, even Portis can play the five and go small. I mean, they, they can do a lot of stuff with those three guys, and it does come back to coaching a little bit. I think Tibbs is the better coach in this game. You know what I mean? And I think it could come down to that because, honestly, in, in the Celtics Pacers game, I felt like Carlisle was the best coach in the game. Who would have thought that the in season tournament might come down to coaching? Dude, it's 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 fun to think about Tibbs trying to figure out this particular yes. brand of a Milwaukee. Offense. Tibbs goes to sleep every night thinking about how do I stop Giannis? Yeah, I, I I would I honestly believe that. 
I mean, you got the Dante <laughs> DiVincenzo revenge game possibility, mm. right? You know, lots of exciting. And DiVincenzo's been great. And he even said the the last game, he was like, when I'm moving the ball, the ball finds me, and I get my shots. When I'm not moving the ball, things don't go so well. So Julius Randle, if you're listening, maybe take some Dante DiVincenzo advice there. So that could be good. <laughs> yeah. uh, the next game in the Western Conference, this is what the, all the brands love this game. We got KD oh, the versus brands are, the brands. <laughs> the brands are, they're just, you know, just Dude, licking and, the chops. And I think we'd be remiss to not say congrats to the brands. Yeah, the brands are happy. We got you know, KD congrats. versus LeBron. Uh, it's going to be in prime time. This is what everyone has wanted to see. Super team versus super team. AD, KD, LeBron. Uh, no Bradley Beal in this game, but we do get Devin Booker. And some people are saying Devin Booker, best point guard in the NBA. What do you say to this? It, I mean, you Do could, you believe the hype? Do I, I mean, I'm, fu- I'm fully on board with Booker. I, I'm a Booker apologist and have a, I, li- I just have a soft spot for scoring guards, like I said. And, and, and he... he what he's turned himself into as a playmaker is very exciting. You can see some of these steps, some of these. This was happening on a smaller scale, I think, in the playoffs last year. The ball was in his hands a lot more, and he was the guy kind of orchestrating things. And he learned from Chris. I mean, I think Shea had the same sort of deal going on in OKC. When you watch someone that has kind of mastered the position at some level, you start taking and picking things that you can actually do in your game, and then it leads you into now people are saying you're a point guard. I mean, I never thought we'd be talking about point booker at such a high level. right? It's crazy. And, I mean, the, the Durant has been playing so well this year. He's kind of gotten back to what he was in uh, Golden State as a defender. Mm-hmm. You see him protect- rim protection. You, yep. s- you see him protecting the rim and just like, and he sl- needs to with Nurkic there. I mean, he kind of has to be that guy. It's cr- it's it's a it's a big big deal for them if they want to go deep in the playoffs. And it, you see him starting to realize the ways that he's got to fill in the gaps. There's playmaking that Booker can do. Maybe that's not as much on Durant's plate now, and so he can extend himself defensively in ways that he might have felt like, oh, I can't, you know, before. I do think it is fascinating that you really, in the playoffs, you have to pick your poison there. I mean, who do you double? Do you double KD? Do you double Booker? Um, And good luck figuring that out. And I think that's why those two guys are having so much fun, because you have that conundrum every single game. I mean, as far as the Lakers go, like uh, you feel like you have to say that LeBron's still doing this is absolutely (laughs) insane. He he passed passed, uh, Kareem the other day for most points playoff and, and regular season combined. It's bonkers. I, 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 I don't even know what to think at this point. I, it, 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 it feels like a game where you want to pick the Suns, but it's also like when LeBron's playing like this, you get very scared to pick against him. Right. If they, ha- if they were getting any you know serious production from people in the backcourt, I would be way more likely to be ex- excited about the possibility of the Lakers getting to Vegas. All right, there you have it. Tyler Parker of the ringer.com.com.com. Uh, go check out all of his great work. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap up things here on Through the Ringer. 